What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, May 6th, 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the busiest lady in the business, Andrea Renee. What's good, Greg? I assume North Dakota. Um, you know, North Dakota's not too bad. Yeah? How was it? You were up there. You I went was. right from Gear we did the we did the Gearbox event. We did it for their Borderlands 3 event. You ran right from there, from LA to North Dakota. That's correct. Pretty two peas in a pod, right? Same cities, <laughs> same ideas. Couldn't be more different. Um I was actually hoping it was gonna be a little bit warmer than it was, but yeah. I should have remembered North Dakota. North Dakota. It's in the name, North. You, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. It is. It's right close you, to Canada where you, you were. Yeah, I was. I was for. I mean, technically, Vancouver. it's not yeah. close to where you were. It's but close enough. It's close to the Canadian border, which yeah. I feel makes it closer to Vancouver. Right. Oh my God, you know is I mean? this geography class? <laughs> no, this is kind of funny games daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com/slash kind of funny games. You can give us your questions, comments, concerns, and everything else under the video game sun. Then watch us record the show live on Twitch.tv/slash kind of funny games. If you're watching live, you you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight. For everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe. Housekeeping for you today. Thank you all for coming out to the Vancouver meet and greet in Canada, so close to North Dakota, as we said. <laughs> uh, you guys were amazing and awesome, and that was just 24 hours on the ground for the Kind of Funny crew, but man, did we have fun at the library public house there, square, whatever it was called, the library. We went to the library. Uh, great times. <laughs> Kevin, you were missed. A lot of people asked about you, but I said he can't come to everything because no matter what, if he comes or he doesn't come, he bitches, and this is one of those times he's got to not come and bitch about it, you know? And then not only that, to really thumb you in the eye, Barrett came in your place, right? And now Barrett's too sick. <laughs> right? Can't come into work on Monday. Where's he interviewing? Ridiculous. Somebody call IGN. See if they see him. You know, is he, is he back there begging pair for a job? I don't know. Um, <laughs> hey, Joey. I'm going to talk about the thing on Wednesday, okay? Him, All right, cool. Hey, I, I meant to talk about Joey. Uh, after Kind of Funny AF. What is that what they call that show? Yeah, I think so. Kind of Funny AF on, <laughs> on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games on Wednesday. We're going to do a Kind of Funny Town Hall Update Bonanza where we want to update you on everything we've done here in pretty much the first six months as we get ready for uh, you know the rest of the year. But then everything that's happened uh, before with all the stuff we did, the Patreon uh, tiers and stuff when we did in January, all the shows, where they're at, what's happening with them. So heads up, if you're one of those kids who really like us and you're kind of funny best friend, and then you're, I know you already say, Greg, I'm in a different time zone. I don't watch it live. Can I catch this? Of course. We'll have this written up on something. The subreddits, the dot com. Right, Joey, I'm assuming? Joey's going to put it on kindoffunny.com. What's that? You're going to put out a radio address as well, Joey. Wow. I don't even know what that means, but that's cool. Oh, you're going to Morse code of that too? So Wednesday, a big kind of funny update for you in terms of uh, what's been happening and where we're going. Uh, another one for in-house queue for you. Uh, I want to give you all a big pat on the back and a thank you for supporting Andre Lima Aru. You know him, of course, as the artist of Shirtless Spider-Man uh, for the Patreon cover we did back in the day. He's also the Marvel Comics artist that puts all the kind of funny references in Black Panther and Spider-Man and all sorts of different other comic books he does, like Generation Gone. Uh, I asked you to go vote for him in a competition the moon director Duncan Jones was having uh, and he won in a landslide so he's going to get to work with Duncan Jones on uh, taking some of his script pages making them into a comic book which is very very cool Andre very appreciative of all the kind of funny best friends who came out and supported him so thank you Thank you to our Patreon producers, Tom Bach, Blackjack, and Mohammed Mohammed. Today we're brought to you by Hims and 23andMe but I'll tell you about that later For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news! 
Jones. Barrett's dead. We got six items on the Roper Report. Oh, Baker's dozen. Fuck Barrett. First off, I was sick at the meet and greet. I wore a name tag saying, hey, oh, warning. Oh, shit. Do you get Barrett sick? Warning. No, I said war- I had a name oh, tag that said get warning. Did I sick? Maybe I, when were maybe you sick? I was I don't patient zero. Sick. Oh, you did have the thing at uh, gear, uh, gear, yeah, Gearbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But whatever. I don't blame you. Thank it's you. just how it is. You know what it I mean? We're, we're on planes all the time. Who cares? It's true. Anyways, uh, I, I was sick at the meet and greet. I feel much better today. Can't hear out of this ear, though, because I got the whole like pops and stuff. You oh, know what I mean? that's not good. So it's one of those things like, I'm here toughing it out. Yeah, you, get, you, get on that Sudafed life. I'm on the Dayquil life. Have you tried mm. to put like pressure Dayquil. into your sinus? No, if I yawn, I can use the pop. Hold on. <laughs> no, I didn't pop that time. But you, <laughs> like on the airplane, I must have looked like I was silently yelling the whole time because I was doing that over and over again. You Jen can was try like, you chewing okay? gum on a plane, too. That usually helps. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it wasn't bad. I'm fine. Anyways, number one. PlayStation State of Play is coming your way Thursday, May 9th. Let's kick it over to Sid at the PlayStation blog. Hi, all. Excited to share that State of Play will return for a new episode next Thursday, May 9th at 3 p.m. Pacific time. It'll be a quick show, around 10 minutes, and we've got some PS4 updates we couldn't wait to share with you. PlayStation Worldwide Studios will be showing off an extended look at Medieval, as well as a first look at a new title. And we'll have other updates and announcements for um, upcoming PlayStation 4 games. One note, don't expect any updates related to our next generation plans this time. Sorry. How can you say that it's going to be around (laughs) 10 minutes plus a new title and other updates and announcements, but it's still an extended look at Medieval? Like... Come on, Sid. I like Andrea right now. It's like, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, <laughs> what I ask you is how could my client give you an extended look at something? Well, that's PlayStation marketing speak. He can't. You know, Sid's just getting out there saying what they're allowed to say. What's an extended look? Three minutes? I guess. Four well, minutes? Here's in my, in my mindset, an extended look is a nice way of saying dev diary kind of thing. <laughs> okay. Where it's going to be like, hey, I'm Greg, and I've been working on med- Medieval. We did all this different and footage is going behind me, and there's little gameplay teases, and it's not like a trailer trailer. I so yeah, wait. I think it's through. What was that, Kevin? I said I can't wait. You're a big Medieval fan? I, yeah, I like Medieval. We've talked about this. Medieval? Yes. Yo, I, I know. Well, Kevin, every time somebody listens to the show, they're a new person. Just play along with me. Why, oh, do, you like, why yeah. do you like Medieval so much? I just grew up liking it. Uh, what, it was right after Spiral, right? Right around there, yeah. Time? Yeah. yeah. Two great games. Yeah, that was okay. That's it. Right. Yeah. So what do you want out of this new one? Uh, just give me the exact same, but make it feel like I remember so it. So you want it to be like the Crash Bandicoot like, yes, collection? Yes, okay. that. Okay. Let's do that. I'm, I'm on the phone. For people who are really confused about what Medieval is, it was originally released in October of 1998 on the original PlayStation. I remember oh. playing it at a Kmart. I was they had a Kmart demo station there. Yeah. You were eight years old, huh? Mm-hmm. Young kids. Um, so I'm ex- that's what I'm expecting. Uh, three and a half minutes. Medieval. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're doing some kind of dev diary. Here's a gameplay look. Whatever. A, ne- a debut teaser trailer for a new title. That's like two minutes, right? First look at a new title. Yeah, exactly. So they were like, we're at like five, seven. So five, between five and seven. And then, uh, what is it? Updates and announcements for other PlayStation 4 games. Little just fucking here uh, a, a sizzle reel of things that are still coming. Sure, maybe we'll some get, new like, maybe dates. Maybe a dreams update. How early access is going? Maybe, but I want I don't I want I don't know. Like I thought the way they packaged everything last time for State of Play, and you assume they're gonna stick with that with the cool light bar and then that mm-hmm. lady's voice coming in. I feel like it's more like it's not it, that would work if they did it more like I think 
you and I would make it or Xbox does it where it would be like, hey, you know, I think they would have said Media Molecule will give you an update on whatever. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be more like, here's a few smaller titles we've mentioned before but don't have release dates. Little teases and then the release date slider coming in to show you what's still coming. They're going to announce you can no longer buy Rocket League on PlayStation Network. It's all going to Epic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sorry, I couldn't help myself. Are you, so you're not jazzed for this at all? You're, I'm, you're listen, a hate-ass hater. Hate-ass hater. No, no, no. Not, I'm not hating on this at all. I'm indifferent. Yeah. Yes, apathetic. Okay. Ooh, yeah. look at you. Word of the day calendar paying yeah. off. You know what I mean? I'm like, cool story, bro. This isn't for me, and that's all right. I I mean, I'm a PlayStation fan, obviously. I'm in the ecosystem of PlayStation. I'm, I I think it's interesting to watch them figure out how they're going to do these things and how they're going to talk about them and what they're going to do. I saw when I woke up, I opened Twitter right away, obviously, because that's what I do. I live on Twitter. Same. And, uh, you know, somebody had already quote tweeted this to us and been like... I don't understand with it being so close to E3. Why wouldn't they have done this at E3? Why wouldn't they? And it's like, well, they say they have 10 minutes of news. Like, imagine if they did a 10 minute E3 press conference. Everybody would have freaked right. out, let alone if it was about medieval. Nobody would give a shit. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Kevin, you would be, Kevin would be the only person who'd be like, this is cool. Everybody else would be like, where's Days Gone? <laughs> or not, where's uh, Death Stranding? Where's uh, Last of Us 2? I think it's interesting as they continue to figure out how they're going to market these, how they're going to do it, and set expectations for them. Mm-hmm. Again, I think the first one had such, a lot of people had such high expectations for it that it, Left, left left people crestfallen whereas I think it was the I thought they did a good job of telling us ahead of time hey it's just going to be this it's going to be this thing it's not going to be E3 it's not going to be some kind of crazy thing it's going to be right. focused and here they are again coming out and very much spelling out what it's going to be and giving you timetables too granted they're copying Nintendo as they always have with these Nintendo Directs but hey good whatever give me news give me a little drip of what's happening I want to know more am I like through the floor going crazy <laughs> jazz out of my mind Adrian Renee no I'm not yeah. but I, I'm still like okay cool what's the new title I'm sure it's going to be something small and weird that most people are going to be like, oh, this isn't what I wanted. But Greg Miller wanted it. If it's got easy trophies, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I don't know what else I'm supposed to say here. You don't Greg. have to say anything. I'm just letting you know. Have some fun, Andrew. I'm happy for you, Greg. Thank you. 3 p.m. Kevin, will you put that on the calendar? We're going to have to do a, a react to that, I imagine. Twitch.tv slash kind of funny. We're doing games. something at that point. So. We're supposed to be in the middle of Gamescast recording. Or is it? Thursday, Thursday, yeah. Thursday, 3 p.m. Pacific time. Okay. Put it on me. All right. Thanks, bud. What is, this, what is it called? <laughs> a PlayStation State of Play. Oh you my have gosh. the dock in front of you. Kevin. Hold on, Come on, Kevin. 3 p.m. Thursday. All right. Uh, Joey's on it. Don't worry. I can hear you on the other end. <laughs> but okay. I'm like two steps away. Joey, he's only two steps away, though. <laughs> It's wow. already on there, Kev. Don't worry about She's it. She's running circles around Number you, Number two! <laughs> Things didn't go well for Fortnite over the weekend, but Epic is already trying to make good on it. This is Tamor over at GameSpot. As is custom, when a season of Fortnite approaches its conclusion, Epic Games held a one-time world event that gave people in the right place at the right time the opportunity <laughs> to see something cool happen on the island. Except this time, it didn't go off without a hitch, and in response, Epic has offered those who encountered a problem a make-good gift. On May 4th, players gathered around Loot Lake for an event called The Unvaulting. As the name implies, the mysterious vault at the center of the location opened up and Fortnite players jumped in. Inside, they were faced with a number of pillars that represented different weapons and items. Players effectively chose which of these to free from the vault by collectively striking down a pillar using their pickaxes. The liberated item was the Tommy gun. and I believe it's called the drum gun, isn't it? Come on now. And once freed, everyone was launched back onto the island. After being returned from the vault, players got to witness the volcano that appeared in Season 8 erupt and destroy tilted towers, effectively reshaping the island and laying the groundwork for Season 9. 
That's how it should have gone, and for many, that's what they saw. However, a large contingent of players that gathered for the event encountered issues and were not able to see the event unfold as intended. Epic Games has acknowledged the issue and said, quote, We apologize to those that were unable uh, to witness the event and place their vote. To make up for the snag, those that were in the unvaulting playlist at the right time will be given the Arcana Glider for free. Uh, if you already purchased the Arcana Glider using V-Bucks, you will be refunded the 1200 V-Bucks. Fortnite Season 8 is now in its 10th week, and the season is coming to a close very soon. So I didn't know any of this was happening because I don't keep tabs on the ever-evolving world of Fortnite Battle Fortnite, Royale, Fortnite, but Fortnite. Um, our co-host... Mr. Fran Mirabella III was tweeting about this yesterday, yeah. and he had, quote, tweeted a poll from a one at Mr. Muleselk. Muleselk? Nailed I'm it. Definitely saying his name wrong. Um, that's a kind of funny.com slash you're a wrong opportunity. Um, and he had done a poll that says, curious how many people had the event glitch out for them. 54% worked, 46% mine was broken. Yeah. And over... Or, well, almost 17,000 people, 16,597 votes. That's a lot of people voting. Yeah. And that's like almost... 50% 50% of the people didn't have it work. That's kind of wild. I'm with you. that I, like Obviously, I like Fortnite. I run hot and cold on it. But even when I'm really hot on it, I, I always miss these giant events or whatever when they launch the rockets or they blow up the things. Uh, it was the normal thing where all of a sudden everybody was tweeting about it on the 4th. But what I saw weren't people tweeting happily about it. It was Fran who's tweeting like, I was in there and it totally broke. Haha, Fran luck. But then also, like, Fran sucks and nobody cares about him. But, like, Landon. <laughs> Fran does not suck. Like, we uh, love Fran. Laser Beam, right, from the Let's Play uh, uh, Network, he, he, who's a huge Fortnite streamer, had the exact same thing happen to him, where he was in there trying to make a giant event out of it and it didn't work right for him. Which is crazy. It's, it, I guess it's weird, right? It's crazy because, obviously, these things are complicated. Uh, it's a, uh, troublesome to do these crazy events in-game. But Fortnite's done it flawlessly for so long, right? They've done the giant rocket launch thing. They've done the thing when I go to my Twitter page where it is just everybody showing from different angles the same event happening in world. It's crazy that this deep into it, that this is where it went wrong. They had one that finally glitched out and didn't do exactly what it was supposed to do. Maybe they're trying to do too much. Maybe. Could be them, you know, being a victim of their own success, ambition. Right, yeah. success and ambition, right? And that, that was the thing, right? It was Polygon that did the article on uh, Fortnite and how crazy the crunch has been over there, correct? No, it was it was uh, Colin Campbell, Polygon on this one. Not, I did not read that article. Oh, okay, I cannot okay. say. Kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong or confirm it. it to me. Uh, it's good, and but it's talking about literally this, right? That like it just keeps going and they can't, they're, they're all oh. working so hard nonstop trying to keep up with it. Absolutely, and I think this is something you and I have discussed before about the concerns of moving into a live games ecosystem where more more and more titles and publishers are trying to perpetually churn out content. It's like, well, when's the break? Right. Uh, I had a deep discussion with this with um, with Steimer and Brett on What's Good a couple of weeks back. About I'm sorry, like, what's that? Oh, What's Good Games? Oh, where can I listen it's to that? It's a video game podcast, Greg. You can find it on podcast services around the globe, just like you can find Kind of Funny Games Daily. Those sirens are here. Don't pull over. You're okay. Probably. Yeah. Look out your back window. Um, and just talking about like, what can publishers and developers do about mitigating crunch in a world where you're constantly having to put out updates um, either you know a couple of times a month or every few months and finding a balance or finding a staff size that makes the workload manageable for so many publishing dates like yeah. milestones for production and it's it's a thing I don't know if anyone has really cracked yet yeah and especially in the Fortnite instance right I'm not trying to say like oh man it's just because they're overworked it's just because of this 
they're trying to do this giant event across every platform under the sun that's all connected, all interchanging, all those different things, let alone, again, it's putting them into this instance and before it's been this rocket shoots through the portals and then cracks the ceiling and that's how the Fortnite world evolves this one is hey get everybody involved to vote on what thing to unvault like there's different moving parts here but it's interesting mm-hmm. to see that even for them right now I feel like Fortnite has been on such a role of getting it right with these giant world events for them to then okay cool we, we messed this one up but then also be so quick to be like well if you were there and it didn't work for you we'll give you something for your time yeah that's definitely the right response and it's interesting watching them because a a lot of times we'll see other studios like let's take you know massive and redstorm who are working on the division two's mm-hmm. upcoming update you know title update three how they have a private test server well fortnite can't use a private test server to test some of these things because then it gives away the surprise yeah. element that yeah. fortnite does so well and so it's really it would be interesting to hear how internally they're trying to test these things because you can never replicate a worldwide launch with internal studio testing there's just no way to know like you can't amp how up many, many different ways it, it could potentially yeah. Yeah. break yeah, exactly, right exactly um so i mean hats off to epic for you know pivoting quickly and making sure people get refunded their yeah. v bucks or get the um glider, glider. awarded to them yeah. but kevin yeah. how do you feel about the death of tilted towers sad day for you huh it's just so upsetting. you used to love dropping there and getting killed immediately it was fun yeah <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, no. I, I do know what you mean it was fun to watch you die all the time not like this dude <laughs> not not like this this isn't how you wanted to go out also, we should uh, we should we should uh, play some more Fortnite. I just bought those Marvel skins, so yeah, I got a reason to. Okay, I'm gonna jump in. Okay, let's of course do it. we should also play more Division. That game's dead. I started up No Man's Sky again. Like I've been talking again. Yeah? I started it up last night, yeah? and let me tell you, jumping back into that save three years later, yeah. I was like, yeah, I gotta start again. I gotta no, start you, a new save. you have to because yeah. there's a whole bunch of stuff that they've changed. Yeah, that yeah, are, yeah like, totally. It's dramatically different. But yeah. we could play that together too now, right? Apparently. Yeah, yeah, that's big stuff. You know uh, I, mean? I got some breaking news for you, ladies and gentlemen. Over on the Ghost Recon uh, Twitter, they have calling all ghosts. Tune in. Let me try that again. Tune into the Ghost Recon world premiere event May 9th at 11.30 a.m. Pacific time. Heart this tweet to watch the official announced trailer on May 9th. It just says Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon. So more news coming there for you on uh, the 9th, which is also State of Play Day, right? Mm. Coincidence? It probably is. But we'll see. Also, Andrew, I want you to know the nanobiologist confirms that uh, that he watched the Mr. Muselec video and <laughs> says you pronounced it correctly. I'm sure I just did not pronounce it correctly. <laughs> but a heads up. There you go. <laughs> Andrea. Yes, Greg. Are you ready to talk about E3? Oh, man. Am I ready, Greg? Let's I go. got two stories for you in a row that are literally, well, of course, but <clears throat> no dub. But let's talk about it. First off, guess what, everybody? Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is coming to EA Play. Uh, Vince Zampella himself from Respawn tweeted this over the weekend. Happy Star Wars Day. This year, it's extra special, special for Respawn as the team works hard to ship Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order in November. Loved the reaction to the reveal trailer. Can't wait to show you the gameplay at E3 slash EA Play in June. Hashtag May the Fourth be with you. Yay! I mean, we knew this was happening. I know, but still, yay, it's <laughs> happening. We yeah, something confirmed. It's E3. Everybody loves E3. And then, something we didn't know that was happening, but you did know it was happening. Uh, Call of Duty is going to be at E3. Shocker as well. Over on the E3 <laughs> Twitter. On the E3 Twitter, they tweeted, announcing the first E3 Coliseum event. Join the Infinity War team for a panel discussing the next installment of the critically acclaimed Call of Duty franchise. Get your tickets now at E3Expo.com. Yay! It's E3! Shocking! Call of Duty will be there! Wow, who would have guessed it? Alright, cool. No, I think it's going to be great. Yeah, I'm still... 
I'm cool. hoping Infinity Ward is bringing back a campaign. They will, right? They have to. Because I missed, I missed the campaign last year. I mean, yeah. I thought it was a really interesting choice, you know, with with Black Ops to say we're just going to do zombies and multiplayer, and we have you know, blackout, blackout. Yeah. But I mean, that's not really my jam in Call of Duty. I'm all about those campaigns. I hear you. I think Infinity War is known well enough for their uh, thing, and that's what, when you have this many studio, when you have these th- studios trading off as they go, right? I think that's the power of it. Where mm-hmm. cool, you love doing a campaign, or you want to do a campaign, stick with doing a campaign, and then you have people in different eras, different things. Maybe you know that's just how it shakes out. Now that what Treyarch would be the multiplayer black black blackout uh, battle royale thing. Do you think? Do you think Infinity War will have a, a battle royale? I don't know why they wouldn't include blackout with whatever Infinity War's title is going to be. Because if you already have players in that ecosystem and they're going to be buying the new Call of Duty, might as well. Do you think it's their own version of it? Or do you think that you're just using the one that's already established? Well, I would hope they would make a new map at the very least. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I agree, I agree. Add new vehicles or new customizations, um, cosmetics, stuff like that. But um, I don't think there's a need to completely overhaul it. Maybe add a mode or something. Sure, yeah, yeah. Interesting, interesting. Because everybody always wants that Call of Duty, right? That sustainable system of Call of Duty. They just want one platform always adding to it, right? That's what the kids want, right? Well, if they make it like a subscription service, they could potentially do that. I think they ever will, though. I, th- I feel like that is such no, a dated reference. No, because they love selling discs. That's the I thing. Mean, is that's, that's an old school, when we were on GameScoop in like 2010 thing, we were talking about mm-hmm. them and Madden one day moving to being, hey. Like like a, like a an MMO subscription? Exactly. Something that gets updated with a yearly update rather than something that you're buying a new disc for. But as long as people are buying new discs, they have to keep doing it, I guess. Well, people love subscriptions nowadays, Greg. They do. It's right. There's Netflix. Subscription for dang near everything. Hulu. Pizzas now. Food. Yeah. yeah exactly. Underwear. Yeah. Under- I mean, undies. What are you talking I mean, about? What's right? this pizza See? subscription? Uh, Gold Belly. I keep seeing it advertised for me because it's like, hey, you want to get Chicago pizzas from all different kind of Chicago pizzas and pizzas around the world. They got thin crust and stuff too. Okay. What do you? What is this you have pulled up here? Oh, it's just it, just so we. Oh, this are, we're, uh, we're yeah. doing Barrett Courtney watch. 2019 Barry tweets for sure sick, I guess. live look at me this morning after sweatily tossing and turning coughing all night on instinct I woke up like 10 minutes ago and I'm at the stage where I'm up and it's going to be impossible to fall back asleep no Barry, you got to take those sweet sweet drugs it's true drugs help out a lot Barry. just take some NyQuil even though it's 10 22 a.m. I was popping DayQuil and drinking beers like nobody's business in Vancouver and let me tell you I feel great <laughs> You know what I mean? Come on now. God. Uh, number five, Andrea. All Let's right, talk Greg. about Let's the clap it. trap kerfluffle. This is Eddie over at GameSpot. David Eddings himself confirmed on Twitter that he won't reply, reprise his role as Claptrap in Borderlands 3 <laughs> after the game's big reveal event last week. Eddings says it came down to a matter of payment. Eddings voiced Claptrap, a wisecracking, sarcastic robot in all of the previous Borderlands games when he was an employee at Gearbox. He reportedly did not receive a fee beyond his normal salary to do this when he was working at the studio. Gearbox says this kind of arrangement is normal. Eddings was a decade-plus executive veteran at Gearbox before he left in 2017 to take a job at Rooster Teeth. Uh, In his tweet about Borderlands 3, Eddings said he insisted that he be paid, unlike in previous games, where he reportedly recorded lines for no extra remuneration 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 for no extra money (laughs) eddie that's a you could use a nickel word you don't need a 25 cent word quote (laughs) for the first time i insisted on getting paid for my performance and all of a sudden they couldn't afford me edding said he added now i'm not telling 
Now I'm not telling them how to run their business, but maybe next time they should put the $12 million payment from 2K in the Gearbox bank account instead. Just saying, dot, dot, dot. Zing. That line is presumably in reference to the $12 million that Pitchford, Randy Pitchford, I cut off an intro, is alleged, uh, is alleged in a lawsuit to have received as a secret bonus that went to himself instead of the studio. For its part, Gearbox said the claim has no basis in reality or law. Regarding the claptrap controversy, Pitchford himself commented on Twitter. He said Eddings is bitter, bitter and disgruntled about the, his departure from Gearbox. Pitchford said Eddings was terminated, but did not discuss the specifics surrounding his departure. Pitchford added that Gearbox offered Eddings twice the standard union voice actor rate to return for Borderlands 3, but he refused. Quote, I don't want him to do it unless he wants to do it, as motivation affects performance, Pitchford said. Gearbox released a statement regarding the Borderlands 3 claptrap situation that attempts to clarify the facts. The company clarified that it offers its salaried employees the opportunity to do voice work in its games, but this is never a mandatory responsibility for the job requirements. Quote, in this particular case, now that Eddings was no longer an employee, we offered him an industry standard rate, but were not able to reach an agreement, Gearbox said to IGN. Stepping in for Eddings as Claptrap in Borderlands 3 is Jim Foronda. Gearbox said it is confident and happy with Foronda, who previously voiced Mighty Mask in the Dragon Ball Z Kai anime series. There's no question. I added the, the question. Is Kai? Uh, before any discussion, of course, full disclosure. Uh, we worked the Gearbox or the Gearbox uh, Borderlands 3 reveal event and both what kind of funny and what's good games are part of the Let's Play family, which is part of Rooster Teeth, which is where Eddings works now. We're not owned by them. They're our MC and they sell us our ads or whatever. I can say fuck Bernie and nobody gets mad. <laughs> fuck Jeff too. You know what I mean? Oh, no, we like him. So now, Andrea, back to this. Jeez Louise. You know what I mean? Can you can what? Jeez, Louise, with the Borderlands, Borderlands Three. What a fucking game! You weren't on Gamescast. We talked about how Fran, me, we just ranted and raved. Of course, constantly disclosing that <laughs> yeah. they hired us for the event. We could say the game was shit. They hired us to host the event. Exactly. But like, we really liked the game and had a great time with it. What a great game! Then immediately followed up by the Randy tweets about the why would you fuck me like this and the Game Informer yelling at Andy and just going on and on and on and on about microtransactions. That finally seems to be put to bed. This rate comes back up and I say comes back up because now it's reminding us of the way back months ago now the the lawsuit that got filed that then was there was a USB and it was medieval but there was a girl squirting and it was why like I feel like I'm you remember that part in Superman where he's in space like this and the voices are talking to him that's what's happening. Yeah, I mean... Goddamn drama! I'm with you that the the game is amazing, so hopefully none of this is going to interfere with that, and I don't think it will. Mm-mm. Uh, Bert and I talked about it at length. The entire episode of What's Good last week was all about Borderlands 3, and you can watch Bert and I's live stream gameplay on YouTube.com slash What's Good Games if you want to see uh, uh, 90 minutes of gameplay. We have 45 minutes of Zane and 45 minutes of Amara. Um, but I, listen, here's the thing. Talent gets into negotiations with... The people who are holding the purse strings, sometimes those negotiations go great. Sometimes they go very poorly. Sure. I think you and I know that just as much as anybody else out there. We've had to do these kinds of negotiations behind the scenes for our entire careers. Sure. You know, and so it's unfortunate that they weren't able to reach an agreement. It's even more unfortunate that it had to be aired so publicly that they couldn't reach an amicable agreement. And especially since uh, David Eddings did a fantastic job. And again, talking about disclosures, I said before that I'm friends with Randy Pitchford and I'm going to say I'm also friends with David Eddings. And it's disappointing to see 
see that, you know, they were not able to find a, a working agreement to get him back in the game because he's a fantastic Claptrap. You know, I, and Claptrap has a little bit of a different vibe um, in Borderlands 3 than he does previously because each voice actor is going to bring their own flair. Yeah. There's no way, I think, for it to be an identical carbon copy, nor would you want it to be. No, right? yeah, that's the thing you want to imitate. If you're going to take a yeah. new character, do it. But it is interesting that I had heard the rumors of this beforehand when mm-hmm. I watched it. I was listening, and I and now granted, I hadn't played Border. I guess I played it recently, but I hadn't like done a side by side comparison. I didn't notice it, right? Because Claptrap's voice is so, I assume, tweaked in terms of what they're doing to make it sound more computery and digitized. Right. Um, the real interesting thread here, when we talk about Eddings, when we talk about the lawsuit with the lawyer before and the the flash drive mm-hmm. and all this stuff, is that you see a business like Gearbox that was I assume run by or not run by oh, Randy but it's people who are all close together as friends and then what happens when that explodes out and business gets in the way of it and it becomes part of that right where it is like in the same way when the lawyer came out right and was like well there's all these different things and then gear Randy or gearbox I forget came out and was like this motherfucker is using words very specifically to make it look like this because he knows how to get around it and he knows also how to get under our skin, right? Mm-hmm. The same thing with Eddings here, right? Where it is like this whole thing of like, they should have put the 12 million payment from 2K in the bank account instead. Just saying, dot, dot. You know what I mean? It's, it's not even like... a public jab, yeah. Exactly. And it's like all their dirty laundry being aired in public. And it's like, oh my God. For everyone involved, you're just like, ah, cringe. Like, I'm sorry this is happening to everyone. I don't know who's right or wrong. Maybe there isn't anybody who's right or wrong, but it's just like, fuck. Like, it's so weird to see high school personal politics drama, right, blown up into this scale of, like, now it's a video game news story across it. And that was the other thing I thought of, too, when I was going through this today, is I'm reading it, and I was one of those debating of, like, does this fall into the purview of Kind of Funny Games Daily? It is, is it news, whatever. And I think the one thing that pushed over the line for me to get it on the show was the fact that we haven't talked about Claptrap being replaced yet on this show. And so I wanted to get it in there. And also then it was also the thing of like, I also didn't want it to look weird that we didn't talk about it when we did the Borderlands event a second ago, right? Like, I don't want people to think we're doing that. But then it also, if, if we already know about Claptrap, I don't know if we would have gone over this personal back and forth, back and forth again, right? Because even with, I guess we did do everything for the Troy Baker stuff, right? Well, we've definitely talked about it. I forget if every day it made a news story of the back and forth of that. I think it made news like three times. And then I was like, why are we even talking about this anymore? It's just like, oh my gosh, can we just get back to Borderlands being a great game? Can we get to September 13th already? That's what I want to do. Hundreds of other people have worked on this game and their hard work should not be negated because a couple people are having a very public fight. And that was for me personally, like as we were, because it was literally, we wrapped the Borderlands 3 event. I went back to the hotel with Jen. We went out hiking or whatever over by Griffith Park right in LA. And we were looking at our phones as it was happening where Randy was arguing with Andy McNamara Mm -hmm. about the whole microtransactions business. And it was just like, fuck. Like I was, uh, when he brought everybody up on stage, when him and Paul brought everybody up on stage, Mm -hmm. like this is the team that made Borderlands 3 and they got a standing ovation. And I, I was like, that is what it's all about. That is the message that you don't see enough and get blah, blah, blah. And then, Three hours later, all the headlines were now off of the fact that the game was great and it is back. And it was all, it was just like, hey, let's argue about what microtransactions are, right? And it was really 
unfortunate because we were sitting there watching the presentation, and as soon as he said it, we both kind of like looked at each That's other and we're, like, and we're like, "Oh, people are definitely gonna, you know, take that and and run with it." And here's the thing: we speak on camera for a living. Sometimes you say something and it gets taken out of context. Sure, it happens to us all the time. Sure, um, and so clearly Randy, you know, addressed it in a very aggressive way, and that That's was the problem, right? And that was unfortunate, yeah. you know, that he couldn't have just walked it back and said, you know, let's clarify the difference between cosmetic DLC and predatory microtransactions because I think what he meant to say was we're not going to be nickel and diming you throughout the game and charging you every time you're playing or or having these rolling transactions. We're going to, after launch, we're going to present you cosmetic items. They're going to have a price tag. You can choose to buy them or not and they won't affect your gameplay. And I think, you know, that message clearly got displayed through all the interviews that Paul Sage, the creative director, gave. And if you actually read the Game Informer article, it doesn't really match the tone of the tweet. And so oh, it was, yeah, it was totally it was, just the way was, the tweet headline yeah, got interpreted. It was interpreted. disappointing that Game Informer decided to frame the article with that headline because that's not the way that the article read. Sure. Which, was, which is why, clearly, why Randy got upset. He's like, listen, you clearly took what I said out of context. You know, we can debate what the word microtransaction technically means all we want. Um, but you guys know that in Borderlands 3, we're not going to have the type of microtransactions that everyone hates. So it was just like, it, it totally snowballed in a really like crazy way. Well, and, but I think you went back to the, the most important thing, right? Is that everybody on the internet gets taken out of context every mm-hmm. day. The important thing is how you react to it. Right. Right. And how you want, what, what you want to do. And the fact that I thought Randy amped up so quickly, that's where we were off to the races. Because yeah. I agree that like, I feel like even when he said it on stage, as a Borderlands fan, as somebody who's played Borderlands 2, and as he said all that, I understood <laughs> what he meant. But it's he has such a narrow view of what micro at least at the time what narrow view of what microtransaction meant to him right where right. for him microtransaction is the loot box and the pay to win and the mobile game garbage it's so the like pay ninety nine cents to unlock this timer right so you're on cooldown now exactly right not Exa- the yeah. literal microtransaction of the cosmetic stuff because that's how they did it in Borderlands when that wasn't a word nobody was saying microtransactions right like in t- even in 2012 when you know the free to play business on mobile was really ramping up. Mm-hmm. Um, we wouldn't have classified a full skin for one of the vault hunters as a microtransaction. That would have, we would have just called DLC. that DLC. Exactly. So it's like we're not here to debate with you guys or <laughs> about like what the exact definition is because I don't think I'm in any position to make that definition. But I think you are. Uh, well, thank you, Greg. I, I mean, um, I like to be 100 percent clear. It was the same thing of I listened to him on stage. We looked at each other. And it was like we get what you're saying, but. That's a very dated way of looking at it. I think right, right I, to me personally, Greg Miller, video game pundit, a microtransaction is if I'm paying any more money onto the $60 thing. In the same way, I also, for most part, argue that downloadable content is the same thing. People get on my case about that when I'll call something DLC and they're like, well, it's not actually a deal. I'm like, I mean, is it content I'm buying or is but it, you're unlocking? Is it it's not downloadable content. Yeah, exactly. Then like, it's technically DLC. And it's a, it's a, and I understand that we're, you know, is this, this like a square and a rectangle kind of a thing? Kind of, it kind of <laughs> is, right? But it's like when you really want to, is this is one like when people really want to ride us and you're wrong. And be like, yeah. well, actually, it's like shut the fuck up, kebabs. You know what I mean? <laughs> Everybody's like, oh yeah. Well, they were calling Infinity Ward Infinity War. All right, you knew what we fucking meant. All right, I had a dream about Endgame last night. An extra hour of footage was released on HBO. It was amazing. Oh my gosh, it was really good. It was really good, Kev. It was great. Uh, but yeah, that's the thing. I was just like, man, this escalated so fast. And it was so sad to see it start stealing the thunder from, hey, this is what this is supposed to be about, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this is the developers. This is the game. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully now it'll all get back to normal. 
Borderlands 3 will go to E3, Guardian Con, all that stuff, and have great showings, and everybody can talk about that. Final story of the day is about Pokemon Go. So everybody wake up, Andrew Goldfarb. Detective Pikachu loot is coming to Pokemon Go. This is from Tom Meyer over at Twinfinite. Starting tomorrow, May 7th, Pokemon Go players will have an increased chance to catch several Pokemon heavily featured from the movie, such as... Apom, shiny Apom, Bulbasaur, Jigglypuff, Psyduck, and Snubbull. Kevin, can you get me a Snubbull photo? Because I think he might be my new favorite Pokemon. Players will also receive double XP for every creature caught during the event, not just the list with increased encounters above. To coincide with the film, a Pikachu with a detective hat can be caught in Pokemon Go through an unorthodox unorthodox method. The hat-wearing pocket monster will be photobombing players' Go snapshot photos Um, and will give a chance to... Oh, my God. This is what a Snubbull is? Yeah. Oh, my God. Now, you see, here's my problem. Uh, well, like that row, <laughs> go down to the third row, Kevin. Second photo in. Right there. This is my problem with Pokemon. I hate that they evolve. I hate that they evolve. I, I don't think this is real. Can I just look at one that I like? I don't I don't know that this is real. I mean, that looks like an evolution to me, you know? I mean, yeah, it looks like, like a fan. It's DeviantArt, though. Yeah. So what? DeviantArt's got all the real stuff. <laughs> of course. You ever want to see <laughs> Superman fuck a planet? Go to DeviantArt. It's right there. It's great. Fuck a planet. <laughs> He's Superman. I digress. I uh, will give a chance to catch it when it happens. So if you're a Pokemon play, Go player, guess what? Pikachu stuff's happening over there. Enjoy yourself. Andrea? Yes, Greg? I can't wait to see some DeviantArt of Snubbull coming over <laughs> doing his thing to the planet. But that art is still being crafted as I talk. If I wanted more immediate stuff, like say what came to the mom and grab shops, where would I go? Why, Greg, you would go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show host each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today! Death and Re Semicolon Quest is on PC. Go Venture Typing is on PC and Mac. Divine Diva is on PC and Mac. Bon Voyage is on PC. Submarine Attack is on PC. Invisible Fist is on PC and Mac. And Danger Crew is on PC and Mac, where people continue just to reach into random dictionaries, grab words, and make video game titles out of them. New dates for you Triton Survival. It's coming out June 14th on Steam. Just Shapes and Beats is finally coming to the PlayStation 4 on May 10th. And then Devil May Cry tweets, Relive the adventure that introduced the legendary Dante to the world with the original Devil May Cry coming to hashtag Nintendo Switch this summer. Time, ladies and gentlemen, for reader mail. But first... I'll tell you about our sponsors. Uh, number one on the docket is Hims. It's a wellness brand for men. You've heard us talk about Hims and how they are helping guys look their best. If you haven't tried it yet, it is time to see what they're all about. Because 66% of men start to lose their hair by the age 35, and once you start to notice thinning hair, it can be too late. Forhims.com is a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness, and more for men. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Hims is helping guys be the best version of themselves with licensed physicians and FDA-approved products Two, help treat hair loss. No snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. These are prescription solutions backed by science. No more in-person awkward doctor visits or long pharmacy lines. Uh, For Hims connects you with real doctors online, which could save you hours. It's complete completely confidential and discreet uh andy and nick use it of course which makes it not confidential for us but you you understand uh andy and nick went online they talked to a doctor they got these uh prescription solutions backed by science to help their thinning hair you answer a few questions a doctor reviews it and then they determine if for hims is right for you they can prescribe you medication to treat hair loss that is shipped directly to your door you can order now my listeners get started with hims 
complete hair kit for just $5 today right now while supplies last and subject to a doctor's approval. See the website for full details and safety information. This could cost you hundreds if you went to the doctor or pharmacy somewhere else. Go to 4 slash games daily. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash games daily. 4 slash games daily. Our next sponsor is 23andMe. With 23andMe's health and ancestry service kit, you can explore more than 125 personalized genetic reports that may reveal the link between your DNA and your health traits and more, including your chances of developing certain diseases. 23andMe recently uh, released their newest health report on type 2 diabetes, which tells you your genetic likelihood of developing the disease and gives you personalized results and tools that can help with prevention. Diabetes is a growing public health challenge. One in three adults in the United States has pre-diabetes, but 90% of those with pre-diabetes don't know they have it. Type 2 diabetes is influenced by genetics. It is not just lifestyle and weight. Type 2 diabetes is a condition that typically develops as we get older, and it's caused by many factors, including diet, lack of proper exercise, weight gain, and our genes. Order your 23andMe health and ancestry service kit at 23andMe.com games. That's the number 23andme.com slash games. Again, that's 23andme.com slash games. Andrea. Yes, Greg. Where do I want to start with you today? I don't know. Let's, Let's go see. with Geekopia. Okay. Geekopia says, is, is he trying to say Geektopia, but the, the Geekopia? Geek, Geekopia? Geekopia? Hmm. I don't know if I approve of this name. Because, you know, you're, you when you write in uh, on patreon.com slash kind of funny games, you can just write your real name in there. You don't have to use the screen names, you know? <laughs> Sp- spell them out, too, if they're weird. Geekopia. Or give us a phonetic pronunciation. Hey, Greg and Andrea. I need some suggestions for games that are fun to play in small sessions, 15 to 20 minutes. Got some concussion issues, and I got to restrict the screen time for a bit. Thanks. Candy Crush? Candy Crush, okay. Yeah. Okay, fair. I mean, mobile games are great for this, right? Sure, that's what they're designed around, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the big part. I mean, immediately I jumped to Ding Dong XL. Get on there. You play it on your Switch. You can play it on your phone. It's ready to go. I, we don't have a lot for you, Geekopia, of like where you're at. And I'm just going to call you Geo from now, all right? Geo. Geopia. Onomatopoeia. There's a lot of things we could do with it. We're going to go with Geo. Um, I don't know what... Yeah, you, so are you... You're homebound, I assume. You're not at the hospital. So I'm assuming you have consoles there. Maybe you don't. Maybe you do. I don't know. Yeah, generally with concussions, you have to avoid screens of all types. So whether they're computers, phones, TVs, etc. Okay. Um, so what's good about mobile is that you can put it into, depending on what kind of phone you have, you can um, put it into like a nighttime mode to help restrict some sure. of the blue light that's coming in. Um, I'm not sure if there's televisions that have that as an option. Um, maybe that's a kindfunny.com slash you are wrong. Um, so that's something that I'm still playing uh, Legend of Soul Guard on my phone. That's a king game. What's that one? It's a it's a match three strategy game that kind of is like might and magic heroes okay, okay. Uh, from back in the day. Sure, um, I think it was a DS game. So I really am enjoying that. And that's really easy to play in fifteen to twenty minutes sure. increments. What else have I been playing? Marvel Puzzle Quest would work the same way. Yep, that's another that's another good one. Yeah, I also am really enjoying um, Kingdom Rush Vengeance, but. That one you might need a little bit more than 20 minutes if you want to finish a map in a single go. Yeah. I mean, for Gemini, I mean, I think a game that would move slow enough too and like you could stop whenever you want to would be, depending on where you're at, Persona. You could do Persona 5 on the PlayStation 4. You could do Persona 4 Golden on the Vita. Like a Vita in particular, like was why that game was so successful. Take it with you, play as long as you want to. 
because you are just going through days at school or you're jumping into the battles and jumping out of them. Same thing with the PlayStation 4 with rest mode and all that jazz. Any game can be broken up nowadays. That's the best part of it. Not any game. There's any a game. lot of games that you can't pause, Greg. Well, okay, yeah. He's not going to go play the Division 2 or Destiny. Come on now. He's not crazy or she's not crazy. I mean, you could get in a quick couple of Crucible matches in 20 minutes. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, but who would want to? Division 2 is right there. Destiny's dead. We already know what the real because D2 is. Because maybe people enjoy the rush that PvP brings. No. Well, there's PvP in Division 2. You don't know right? anything about the PvP in Division 2. I'll have you two. know I've done many a match and just uh-huh. trying to get the trophy and get out. And sure. I can't win. I can't win on the one weekend I tried. It's out there. <laughs> Not for me, though, all right? (laughs) Let's go to the five-star man. What's good, Greg and Andrea? Greg, this weekend you made a couple posts about getting a handful of platinum trophies, and I saw your total count is now at 91. Do you have any sort of special plan for your 100th platinum? Like a particular game you want to hold for that number 100 spot, or potentially streaming you popping the last trophy? Or do you consider this just another milestone to be conquered by a game like Iron Snout or Slide Trophies? Thank you for everything you do, and keep up the great work. The five-star man, Asa Gray. Great question, Asa. As you know, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go into detail about me and my platinum bender on the kind of funny games cast this weekend. Of course, I'm playing. I can never. You're smarter than me, right? How do I pronounce this? Rata Leica Games. Rata Leica Games. Is that how you would say? It? Yeah, Rata. They're the publisher of all sorts of crappy platinums. I've talked about them before. They're hooking me up with codes lately. That's what I was able to do. So I did Iron Snout on PlayStation Four. Oh, I did on Vita on the plane, Kevin. Uh-huh. Then I did it on PlayStation 4 US. Then I downloaded the... I got the Game Over Greggy UK account in there, downloaded it to the system, then played that again on the UK version. I did it with a couple other games getting there. And now that I'm in spitting distance, remember, of course, I was like, New Year's resolution for gaming, get my 100th Platinum. Which everybody's like, oh my gosh, because I was like 70-something or 80-something at the time. Like, well, I'm going to do a bunch of cheap Platinums. I have thought about it. The plan right now is that I do want Division to be Division 2 to be the 100th Platinum. So mm. I, I'd like to whittle it all down. I, it's, I, it's mainly cleanup stuff right now. And then, yeah, I would like to do, do it on stream as well. Have a cake from 100th Platinum. Little things, Andrea. You know what I mean? You got to enjoy the little things. Any opportunity to have cake. Exactly. Exactly. So I'll keep you posted on that because it's going to be... You know, the, the cheap platinums will keep coming. No problem with that one. And then when I got to start them to real work. But I feel like this week, I'm home for an entire week. Very rare. And I'm very excited at night. Put Jen to bed. Go to play some Division. And start nice. getting cracking. Get back to her. I'm still not, you know, raid ready. I'm still, I'm still not max You're gear not for. raid ready? Andrea, I literally haven't played since we played. Great. Like, we played. And okay. I, went, I went away. And I've been Let's on the road doing this. stuff. And then fucking days gone. Had to review it. I'm in. Or we play Fortnite. Or we play the Division 2 and you don't care about Fortnite. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, I care about Fortnite still, but I'm saying we should we should play that. <laughs> Kevin, come with us. Game. Come with us and let us help you. I'm too far behind. No. You're not too far behind. Kevin, are you level 30 yet? No. We can we can fast track we you there. We can get him there. We're and then 30. once you're level 30, we can just drop you all the high level gear. Bam, you're up to 500 in no time. Really? Yes. We'd have to get him to world tiers, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, of Easy. course. Kevin, get on the winning team over here, okay? I'll think about it. I hate you so much. <laughs> Final question of the day comes from Ron. Ron writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like you can. It says, hey, Greg and Andrew, since this year marks the end of the 2010s, <clears throat> I was wondering if kind of funny or what's good games had any plans to do a retrospective on the best games of the decade. I hadn't, but now that you mention it, that's a really great idea. Oh, yeah. You're just going to steal Ron's content now, huh? I mean, he suggested it. I don't think that's stealing. Stealing if he's Ron's like, content, everybody. I'm not stealing it. Take it. You're, not stealing you're smart. You're <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh, yeah, I hadn't thought about it either. I'm sure Tim will is, sit there and do something for Gamescast about it at some point. For me personally, I don't. That conversation never interests me for some reason. 
Why? T- time is such a blur to me. Have you ever noticed this about anything? Yes. Anytime somebody writes in like, well, the PlayStation launched and we're like, when did it launch? And I'm like, oh, fuck. I, don't, I, I can never remember because I just don't give a shit about dates. And then also like you're you're one of the supercomputer people. I'm just like, we'll be talking. We, I think we're talking about Borderlands 2. And you're like, well, yeah, it didn't win game. What did win game of the year? And you started like rattling off games of the year, including their dates. I'm like, I don't even. What, Greg, what year did Journey come out? I'm like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I remember it was really good and we liked it a lot. And I remember Portal 2 beat Skyrim because the IGN video. When did that happen? I think 11, right? 2011 because wasn't there. No. Yeah. There was a fight. That's a tough debate. 11, 11, Portal 11. Like, you know, mm. like, no, no, that's just, just a blur. Who the yeah. hell cares? It's the same reason that IGN I hated doing top ten lists when in like when it was like all right time for the top twenty five or tw- top ten PS three games of the year we're up to do top of oh, Jesus Christ because then we'd get in there we'd all argue with each other we think we'd have a great list we'd invite other people to come in they'd tear the list apart it's like well, why the fuck am I doing this then why is any this is all so subjective you morons this is all subjective but Who that's cares? the fun of it is that oh, to no. be able to to debate back and forth but and that's the thing, recount yeah. your memories of games that you loved I, that's a different thing you started somewhere bad and you went somewhere good I love sitting down and talking about my memories of games I love that's great yeah. the debate of it is when I get mad well, you could, ma- you could take the debate cares? out of it and you could just do like Greg's top 10 games of the last 10 years and it can just be you talking about your favorite games. It doesn't have to be a contest or a ranking. It can just be like, these are the games that I love. That's fair. Yeah, I could. I mean, that's what it'll end up being, of course, because I'll, I'll do the whole, you know, I'll defeat myself before I get out there. Yeah. I hate that shit. I hate arguing. Well, the good news, though, is Debatable is gone. Thank God. Retired God. that series. So. I'll tell you what. You want to talk about literally like a curse <laughs> from Jared Petty. <laughs> You know what I mean? He's like, I got a great idea for a show. I'll take care of it. Great. Oh, I quit. Fuck. God. Now we have this thing. We made graphics for it. Debatable was a lot of fun. That was a fun show to argue on. But that's because we knew it didn't make sense. Yes. And Now, granted, it took the audience about nine weeks to figure it out. <laughs> that these lists always suck because this is a dumb game show. But they got there in the end. No, they didn't. They didn't get there? No, they were still mad. Oh, still God, mad about, about it. I've the comments on the second to last episode. Which one was that? Uh, it's the the one about with Andy and uh, oh the Barrett. the pop punk yeah 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 on the Twitch stream it was like oh my god these people don't understand how this game is played no they did not understand it was supposed to be a fun game show they wanted a serious thing which is where it originally started mm-hmm. originally Jared and I pitched were were, were uh, noodling a show at PAX West where we were trying to do a serious like we'd actually do it and then it slowly started Jared's escalating so that would require ex- that's been months of research, so. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jared's also so bad at making lists. Have you seen his like uh, MCU rankings? It's oh yeah, awful. he hates he hates everything. It's awful. I don't know if you know this. One of the reasons we fired Jared, he had bad opinions. <laughs> I thought he died. He's not dead. No, no, he's not dead. <laughs> we're sure, we're trying to get him to interview Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> that would be oh. an amazing video. Um, I think it'll happen. What's Weird Al got going on? Everybody tweet a Weird Al. Wait. I tweeted about it on Friday. Go get it. No, who you should Where tweet is this to. Uh, for we have cool friends. Jared wanted to interview Weird Al, and I was like, oh, "That's that a, great a great one. Episode. That's a great one." Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we need if if you know Weird Al, put him in touch with kind of funny. Somebody's got to right. Somebody has to know Weird Al Yankovic. Oh yeah, I know somebody who knows him. There we go. Perfect. Is it John? No. Okay. That was my. Is it Joe? No, but that would be amazing if it was. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to take blind shots till I get there. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to squad up. This is where one of you writes into patreon.com slash games. You give me your name, username, platform of choice, and why you need help in the video games or real life. I read it here. The best friends come and find you, and everybody has fun together. Today, the nanobiologist himself is writing in uh, on behalf of Kinda DC. 
Peenies Help on Twitter. You can find them at Kinda DC. After going to the amazing Kinda NYC meet and greet and meeting all the amazing NY and Jersey-based best friends, I decided I would make a fan group for everyone in the DC, Maryland, and Virginia areas from here on out referenced as the DMV area. Cute. With summer inching closer and closer, I have started a poll on Twitter to see what people would like to attend a DMV area meetup would like to do. So please go to Twitter and follow Kinda DC and vote on what you would like to do for the inaugural event. Currently, whatever we do, I plan to happen in June or early July with more details to follow. Can't wait to hear from the DMV best area best friends, the nanobiologist. If you are a DMV area best friend, hit up Kinda DC on the Twitter. Vote. Become part of the movement to change the face of Washington, D.C. You're needed, agents. Activated. Division 2. We're playing it. Love it. Can't wait to get back to it. Uh, Kevin. What's up? What? We asked people who are watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames to write into kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screwed up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, uh, roosterteeth.com, uh, listening on podcast services around uh, the globe. <laughs> Today, Kebabs writes in to say Kevin is right. Spyro the Dragon released on the 9th of September, 1998. Medieval released a month later, October 1st, 1998. What a great month that was. Uh, nanobiologist says, Andrea, you hoped Infinity War will have a campaign. Per a Dextero article from February 12, 2019, quote, along with the return of Infinity War, Call of Duty 2019 will see the return of single-player campaign that was notoriously absent from Hmm. Black Ops 4. This is the Oregon Trail song. While you're doing that, I want to say, hey, friends, if you have a moment, it is one Christine Steimer's birthday today. Oh, happy birthday, Steimer. So if you tweet to her at Steimer and wish her a happy birthday, I bet you that would make her feel real good. Just a little FYI. We're going to stop there. Oh, hold on, actually, this is a good one. Easy plat doesn't mean bad game, just heads up. Uh, Greg, heads up. Andrea is correct with the pronunciation here. Just a reminder, it's pronounced Ratalike. Ratalika. Say it all in order. Ratalika. Got it. They, make, they publish a bunch of easy platinums, not necessarily bad games, even though I will tell you Bird Plus is the worst game <laughs> I've played in a while, and it's so bad that I have two trophies left for the platinum. I'm like, I'm not going to bother. I hate this so really? much. Sirens are on our end, by the way. Ladies and gentlemen, that's been Kind of Funny Games Daily. For Monday, daily. Today, daily. Sirens still going by. And they're passing <laughs> now If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash games. Watch us record live. Twitch.tv slash games. Listen later on podcast services. Watch later. YouTube.com slash games. Uh, Roosterteeth.com. Uh, uh, look around the world. It's probably somewhere on a billboard. Uh, this is your host for the week. Tuesday, it's me and Tim. Wednesday, it's me and Fran. I said last week huh. it was going to be me and Witta. I, I, I get off the plane yesterday at SF, literally walk out, and there's Gary Witta looking at a menu in the airport. I walked over. I'm like, oh, this place is shit. He's like, oh, hey. I'm like, where are you going? He's like, LA. I'm like, are you on the show this week? He's like, I think I told you no. Like, he, I did, don't... he did mention that. Oh, did he? Yeah. I'm just bad at my job then. It's me. I was going to guilt Gary Witta. It's me, everybody. I'm bad. Fran doesn't know that. No, you're just no, a I busy person. Fran, Fran right. knows. When did you talk to Fran? Uh, today. Oh, I, I, I texted him. I said, do you want to do it? And you know what he said? Let's do it. So Fran's on Wednesday, Thursday, Andrea's back, and then Friday, kind of funny best friend from the KC meetup, Nathan Brandt is here. He's a Twitch streamer. Excited to hang out with him. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.